Welcome to season two of the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. This season features our biblical teaching segment, Study With Me, where we read through portions of the Old and New Testament, and Sip and Say with Stephanie, where you hear Stephanie's perspective on social issues, world events, and whatever is on her mind. Join us on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more on Thursdays at 10 p.m. Want to leave Stephanie a message? Go to our podcast on Anchor FM and click the message button, and you just might be featured on her podcast. Don't forget to like and share your favorite episodes. We look forward to engaging with you soon. Blessings. So I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us tonight for the Pocketbook Exchange Fellowship Thursday night service. I'm going to pray and we are going to get right into the word. I first want to give all honor to God. I want to honor my mother, who is a founder of the Pocketbook Exchange. The Lord gave her the ministry in 2005, we believe, and she has been going strong ever, ever since. In Eastern North Carolina, she hosts the Pocketbook Exchange in the spring, and I host the Pocketbook Exchange in Central Carolina in the fall. And so it is such a blessing for my mom to trust me to be an extension of the ministry that the Lord has given to her. So I'm excited for what the Lord is doing in her and through her and for her ministry. And I'm excited to be a part of what God is doing in her, for her, and through her. And I'm thankful that you are here tonight and that you are a part of what God is doing in my mom's ministry and my ministry in the ministry that God has given to you or gifted to your family, friends, co-workers, church members. We are all a part of God's family and we are all able to support each other and intercede for each other and be here for each other. So I thank God for your presence, for being here on tonight, whether you are listening live or if you're joining the rebroadcast. I am excited that you are here. I love you. I appreciate you. I support you and I believe in you. So let's get into this prayer so that we can get into the word of God. Amen. Amen. God, we thank you for this day. This is a day that you have made, oh God, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. God, I am so godly excited for what you are doing in and through your people. I'm so excited for the destiny, for the dreams, for the visions, for the fulfillment of what you are doing in your people. God, I appreciate you so much for blessing your people, Father God, for being an ever-present help for your people, God, for being the lover of their soul, God, for being their peace and their joy. God, I thank you for how you are covering, God, my sisters and brothers who are on the broadcast now, my sisters and brothers across the world. God, I thank you, God, that you are our protection, God, that you are our covering, God, that you are our keeper, God, hallelujah, that you are the one who loves us better than anybody else, more than anybody else, God, you see us, God, and you know us, God, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, God. And you work things out for our good accordingly, God. And I thank you, Lord God, for being our father. Hallelujah. And then for being our friend. Hallelujah, God. I thank you, oh God, for how you are moving by your spirit on behalf of my sisters and brothers. God, I thank you that you are meeting every one of their needs according to your riches and glory. God, I thank you for extending your grace to my sisters and brothers for it is sufficient, hallelujah, for any area of lack, for any area of need, for any area of weakness, for any area that grace is needed. Your grace is sufficient, God, and I thank you, hallelujah, God, for sending your grace to my sisters and brothers, for sending your love, hallelujah, that is wide and deep and long, hallelujah, that reaches to us even when we're in the moke and the mari, that reaches to us even when we're unsaved, that reaches to us when we are down in our sin, that reaches to us in those faraway places. I thank you that your love reaches us, hallelujah, and I pray that your love will reach my sisters and brothers, God, those who feel unlovable, God, those who feel unwanted, God, those who feel unaccepted, God. I thank you for extending your love to them, Father God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, I thank you, oh God, that they can experience, God, the width and the depth and the height, hallelujah, of your love toward them. Glory, God, I pray that you will send your peace, God, to every confused mind, God. Send your peace, God, to every broken heart, God. Send your peace, God, to every fractured mind, God. In the name of Jesus, God, I thank you, Lord God, even for restoring the joy of our salvation, God, for restoring joy to my sisters and brothers, those who are downtrodden, God, those who are discouraged, God, those who don't know what to do, God. I thank you for sending your joy to them, God, for restoring joy, hallelujah, for replenishing joy, God, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray that you will meet every need, God, according to your riches and glory, meet the needs, God, of my sisters and brothers. God, you know what it is we stand in need of, God. You know the financial needs that we have, God. You know the emotional needs that we have, God. You know the family needs that we have, God. You know the mental needs that we have, God. God, you know the needs of our heart and our soul, God. God, meet every need according to your riches and glory, God. Our heart is open to receive, God. Our mind is ready to receive, God. Our cup is set out so that you can pour into us, God, from your spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. You know what each of us stand in need of. Hallelujah. So I pray that you will pour in what we need, God. Hallelujah, God. That you will pour in, Father God, what we need, God. That you will meet us at the point of our need, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, God. Fill us up to we want no more, God. Fill us up to overflow flowing, Father God. Fill us up with your spirit, God, in the name of Jesus, God. Have your mighty way, God, as we move into this word tonight, God. Do what it is you want to do, God. Say what it is you want to say, God. Have your way in Jesus' name. Heal us, God. Save us, Lord God. Deliver us, oh God. Set us free, Father God. Set us on the path of righteousness for your sake, God. Set us on those order steps that you have established for us, God. Set us, Father God, in the 
the way that you would have us to go, God. Establish our footsteps right now, God. Set our mind on you, God, that we will have the mind of Christ. God, set our affections towards you right now, God. Set our appetites towards you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God. Let our heart, God, be towards you now, God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, God. And help us to forsake all other things, God. Help us to lay aside the sin and the weight, God, that would so easily but set us, God. Help us to lay down every stronghold, God, every discouragement, Father God, every blockage, God, that we're feeling, God, every stronghold that we're feeling, God, we pull it down in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We cast down every stronghold in our mind, God, every stronghold in our emotions, God, every stronghold in our family, God, every stronghold in our heart, God, we cast it down, God, in the name of Jesus, God, and we pray that you will reign, God, that you will rule, God, that you will have first, first place in our heart, God, that you will have first place on the throne, God, of our mind and our emotions, God, in the name of Jesus, God, you rule and super rule, God, you be our guide, God, you be our sword and shield, Father God, you be our light, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, God, you be, hallelujah, everything that we need you to be for you are, for you are, I am that I am, hallelujah, God. You are everything, everything, hallelujah, that we need you to be. Oh, see, whatever we stand in need of, you are, God, and we thank you, hallelujah. Glory to God. I thank you even for answering, hallelujah, the prayer request of your people. God, some of us, God, we have some petitions before you, God. We have some prayers before you, glory. We have some requests before you, God. God, some of us are in some desperate situations, God. Some of us have some dire needs, Father. God. And I pray, God, that you will answer that request, God, that you will answer that need, Father God, that you will answer that petition, Father God, according to your will, God, according to your riches and glory, God. Hallelujah, God. Even as we wait on you, God, help us to stay in faith. Hallelujah. Even as we wait on you, God, help us not to give up, God. Help us not to give in, God. Help us not to throw in the towel, God. Help us to not work it out our own way, God, but help us to trust you, God. Help us to wait on you, God. Help us to be patient, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, God. Even for those of us, God, who are on the brink of giving up, God, we're on the brink, Father God, of laying down our salvation, God. God, meet that need, God. Send your Holy Spirit, God, to minister to those individuals, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God. I pray, God. Hallelujah, God. That you will answer, oh glory, oh glory, that you will send the answer that we need, God. In the name of Jesus, God, and when you send the answer, God, help us to receive it, oh glory. God, even if it doesn't look like what we think it should look like, help us, oh glory, to receive the answer, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you. Thank you, God, that there is no shadow of turning with you, but you are the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. You are the constant. God, you are the constant in our lives. God, and I thank you.
when others throw us away, when others abandon us, when others give up on us, God, you are the constant in our lives. You are the ever-present help in our lives, God, and I thank you. God, for even those families, God, that are still navigating through loss from the pandemic, God, I pray that you will be a restorer for them in the name of Jesus. That you will restore, hallelujah, what the locusts and the canker worm have stolen in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will comfort your people, God, that are hurting. Comfort your people that are in pain in the name of Jesus. Let your will be done, Father God. Hallelujah. As we go forth in this word tonight, have your way, God, and move by your spirit. In Jesus' name, I pray. God, we welcome you. We welcome you into this teaching, God. We welcome you to speak, Father God, and, and speak directly to our need, God. Speak directly to what we need, Father God. Speak to those desolate places within us, God, those broken places within us, God, those damaged places within us, God. Speak to those areas on tonight, God, as we are moving from surviving to thriving. Speak in the name of Jesus. I thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I had not planned go into intercession tonight, but God knows exactly what we need when we need it and how we need it. And of course, tonight is the night I didn't bring any tissue over. <laughs> I'm just going to use my scarf. <laughs> Hallelujah. God is so good. God is so awesome. God is great and greatly to be praised. There is none like our God. Hallelujah. And all the earth. Searched all over and can't find nobody that compares or even comes close to our God. Hallelujah. And so we give God glory. Hallelujah. We give God praise. Hallelujah. For our God is worthy. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, our God is worthy. Hallelujah to be praised. Yes, I can praise God right by myself. Because <laughs> you can't tell it. Let me tell it what God has done for me. He has been a good God, a faithful God, a loving God, a kind God, a patient God. Hallelujah. And I thank him for it tonight. Look, let me get into this word on tonight. I don't think I'll be before you long on tonight. I just have a word of encouragement for us on tonight hallelujah that i pray will bless your soul and will stir up within you the desire to move from thriving to surviving amen amen let me get my my eye my second set of eyes on <laughs> there we go yes praise god praise god for glasses thank you jesus there are many accounts in the bible that share the life of women in connection with the life of Jesus. 
We have the great accounts of Mary having the initial shame, but ultimate privilege of carrying Emmanuel, son of God, savior of the world, Jesus in her womb. We have Elizabeth being honored in her season years to be the to bear the heralder and baptizer of our of Jesus. Oh, let me get it right. Let me read it again so I can get it right. We have Elizabeth being honored in her seasoned years to bear the heralder and baptizer of our Savior Jesus in her womb. We have the prophetess Anna bearing witness to Jesus in the temple at the time of his circumcision. We have a few less than stellar accounts of women who made a connection to Jesus by way of Mary Magdalene, who was delivered from seven demons, and the woman who was brought to Jesus for punishment as a prostitute. And then we have women who came to Jesus for specific needs, like the Seraphonician woman. Y'all know I love me some Seraphonician woman. The Seraphonician woman who came to Jesus because her daughter was vexed with the spirit and she petitioned Jesus to deliver her, her daughter. She's easily one of my favorite women in the Bible. I talked about her last night. And then we have the woman with the issue of blood who said within herself, if I may just be but touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. And that is a woman that we are going to focus on tonight as we transition from surviving to thriving. We are in Mark chapter 5 verses 25 through 34 and Luke chapter 8 verse 43 through 48. I'm going to read both of these scriptures. They are both accounts of the woman with the issue of blood. You can also read her story in Matthew chapter 9 verses 20 through 22. We're not going to go there tonight, but feel free to read that in your leisure. So we're going to start with Mark chapter 5, verse 25. And there was a woman in the crowd who had a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors through the years and had spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, she was worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched the fringe of his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his clothing, I will be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped and she could feel that she had been healed. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? His disciples said to him, all this crowd is pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? I love them disciples. But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him what she had done. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You have been healed. I read that out of the New Living Translation. I did forget to tell you that. Uh, we are moving to Luke chapter 8, verses 43 through 48. I'm also reading out of the New Living Translation. 
Let me get the eight because I'm actually in nine right now. So let me turn over a few pages. Um. Mm, yeah, I'm sorry. I got okay. I'm I'm with it now. Look, I had to look. Like I look. I feel like the print is so small, and my glasses are not magnifying these words as much as I want them to. But I got it now. And there was a woman in the crowd who had who had had a hemorrhage for 12 years. She had spent everything she had on doctors and still could find no cure. She came up behind Jesus and touched the fringe of his robe. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, the whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus told them, no, someone deliberately touched me for I felt healing power go out from me. When the woman realized that Jesus knew, she began to tremble. She began to tremble and fell to her knees before him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. I want to talk to you tonight from, from the subject, hopeful hopeful hallelujah hallelujah awesome my print was a little bit smaller y'all y'all pray for my eyes here uh praise god hallelujah now we don't know much about the woman with the issue of blood outside of the fact that she had a hemorrhage for 12 years and then the interaction that she had with Jesus. But it has been noted by Eusebius of Sisera, who was a bishop, a historian, an exegete, amongst other things. It is noted that the woman with the issue of blood was a Gentile who lived in Sisera Philippi in Golan Heights. If you look on a Bible map, you'll find Golan in East Manasseh, north of Jordan, southeast of Syria, and not far from the Sea of Galilee. You will also note that Sisera Philippi is north of where Jesus is noted to be in the Bible at the time that he and the woman with the issue of blood had this interaction. He was actually in Caperna when the woman with the issue of blood touched his clothes. I wanted to note this because the woman with the issue of blood had to travel some distance, about 60 miles, had to travel some distance in order to get to Jesus. And it led me to wonder, was she already in Capernaum? Was she near Capernaum? What, did she have family in Capernaum? We understand that because she had a blood flow, and according to Levitical law, she was considered unclean. So she did not have much interaction with her family or with friends or with any other, because if she did, if she would have touched them or if they would have touched her or um, anything that she touched, like where she sat, where she lay and different things of that nature, they would be considered unclean and they would have to go through a period of purification. So again, still, I don't know why this the woman with the issue of blood was in Pernia, about 60 miles or so from her home, but she was there and she experienced the healing power of Jesus Christ.
Now, I want to note just a few things about the woman with the issue of blood. I know this woman with the issue of blood, and I identify with the woman with the issue of blood because I was her. I actually had a blood flow for eight years with periodic breaks throughout the month, but for eight long years, I had a blood flow. I had a hemorrhage from my menstruation cycle. There were some other medical conditions that were happening in my body that caused this blood flow to be pretty consistent day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out. So I understand how the woman with the issue of blood, how she felt and what she was experiencing. I know that she felt tired. I know that she felt discouraged. I know that she felt irritated. I know that she felt angry. I know that she felt um, hurt. I know that she felt depressed. Again, because I felt these things too. But one thing about the woman with the issue of blood that I can identify with, hold on, let me go back up. Let me, let me read a, a little bit more. I got a little bit ahead of myself, but that's okay. I know she felt tired. She felt discovered. She felt irritated. She felt angry. She felt hurt. She felt misunderstood. And maybe she felt some other things. But one thing that I read when I went back to reread and then reread again the story of the woman with the issue of blood, one emotion or one feeling that I believe she experienced that kept ringing out to me and ringing out to me was hope. I believe the woman with the issue of blood felt hope, even with all that she was going through, even with the doctors and their diagnosis being um, unhelpful, I believe that the woman with the issue of blood, she felt hope. And I believe that hope superseded all of the other feelings that she experienced. Hope is a feeling that what is wanted can be had or that events will turn out for the best. It means to look forward to with desire, with reasonable confidence, with belief, desire, and trust. In this hope, I believe that a woman with the issue of love was hopeful and hopeful is being full of hope or expressing hope. Suffering from an illness for an extended time, illness of any kind, for an extended time can leave one discouraged, depressed, hurt, angry, and in the case of the woman with the issue of blood, tired, weak, frail, lonely, alone, embarrassed, and possibly ashamed. And again, I know her because I was her. And just like she went to several doctors, I too went to several doctors. I went to four, in fact. And four may seem like a low number, but when you go to multiple doctors sharing multiple diagnoses and multiple treatments, it could seem like 10 as opposed to four. But I went to four doctors before I found one that I felt truly was concerned about the issue that I was having and was truly concerned about getting me the help that I needed. Again, by the time I got to the fourth doctor, everything started falling into place. 
But the woman with the issue of blood, she did not have this testimony, for she visited doctor after doctor. She sought medical advice after medical advice. She tried treatment after treatment, each time with the hope that this would be the cure for her flow. But Mark 5 and 26 informs us that the woman with the issue of blood, she suffered many things of many physicians. She spent all she had and grew worse. But I believe y'all that this was <laughs> the perfect setup. <laughs> For God to perform the wonderful, amazing, extraordinary miracle that was wrought for the woman with the issue of blood. Sometimes, you all, we find ourselves in a physical condition, in a mental crisis, in emotional turmoil, in an abusive situation, or even circumstances that were produced from the fleshly choices that we made. Some of us have been suffering for five years. Some of us have been suffering for 10 years. Some of us have been suffering for 12 years, 15 years, 20 years. Some of us have maybe only been suffering for a few weeks. But whatever the length of your struggle, whatever the length of your condition, I encourage you, do not lose hope. Stay hopeful. Stay in the mindset that God can change this situation, that he can turn this situation around, that it can work out for my good, that it can work out for my good, for my best, for what is best for me. Stay in hope like the woman with the issue of blood. We may ask ourselves again, like, how long, Lord, is this situation going to happen? How long is my child going to be saved? How long is my spouse going to be, you know, hooked on drugs? Because, yes, it does happen. How long am I going to have to deal with this boss that brings stress and headache in my life? How long, Lord? But again, I would encourage you, hold on just a little while longer. Have hope that God will see you through. Have faith that God will be, I am in your situation, that he will be your deliverer, that he will be your liver, uh, healer, that he will be your rescuer. Understand that God will not leave you by yourself. He has not left you. He has not forsaken you. He is working everything out for your good, but you have to stay in faith. You have to remain in hope. You have to know that God has your best interests in mind. Your hope having that hope, staying true to hope, it leads to faith. And faith is what will produce the great miraculous experience that the woman with the issue of blood experienced. Y'all, her, her menstruation cycle was dried up by touching the hem of Jesus' garment. And whatever situation you are going through, whatever circumstance or condition you find yourselves in, God can instantaneously heal you instantaneously deliver you. He can instantaneously set you free, but you have to have hope. You have to remain in faith, knowing that God will perform the miracle that you need, that God will perform the healing that you need, that God will deliver you as you need it. We must be reminded that 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. We must be reminded of 1 John 
chapter 4, verses 4 through 5. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is a victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? There is victory. There is triumphant triumph. There is hope even through this. Doesn't matter how long you've been struggling. Don't matter how deep the scar, how deep the hurt, how deep the condition, how long you've been in it. God can be a deliverer for you, but trust him. We must trust him. We must attach our faith to the deliverance, to the healing that we are believing God for. So stay in hope. The woman with the issue of blood, y'all, she did not get better. She grew worse with every medical treatment treatment that was given to her. She grew worse, but guess what? She kept going back to doctors. She kept spending her money. She kept uh, working the treatments that they gave her because she believed that one day, one day I will be healed from this infirmity. And she was healed. <laughs> so let's take encouragement from the woman of God, getting up every single day, believing this is going to be the day. Glory to God. This is going to be the day that my son is going to get off drugs. This is going to be the day that my daughter is healed. This is going to be the day that my loved one will get saved. This will be the day that my loved one will be healed from cancer or schizophrenia or multiple personality disorder. This is going to be the day. Hallelujah. And if today is not the day, that's okay. I wake up the next day. This is going to be the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to be, I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it, regardless of what comes, if the healing comes today or tomorrow, I will rejoice because I have hope that God will do what he says he will do. And he says, you have victory, you overcome, you are triumphant. So stay in hope, remain in faith in Jesus name. I forgot to tell you that I took each letter of hope and assigned a word to it like an acrostic so that we can be encouraged in the life um, or in the life and in the engagement that the woman with the issue of blood had with Jesus. All right. So the H was hope. The O is open. Open is not closed or barred at the at the time. It means to allow a free flow of God's healing and deliverance power to go through our mind, our heart, our soul, whatever, wherever we need God's healing power to be applied, wherever we need the healing bomb to be applied, we should remain open so that God's power and healing can freely flow to that area, whether it's our heart, whether it's our liver, whether it's our emotions, whether it's our mind, whether it's our, um, our lungs, our womb, whatever the case may be, we should stay open so that God can freely flow through us. A woman with the issue of blood, she remained open to her healing. How do I know? Because she kept going back, knocked it at the doctor, again, hoping today would be the day, hoping this moment will be the moment that I am healed. Yes, she had been hurt. Yes, her money was depleted. And at this point, she was probably discouraged and wondering what in the world is going on. When am I going to get my deliverance? When am I going to get my healing? Despite all of that, she remained open that her healing was on the way. 
she remained open that her healing was on the way. You see, she had the prophetic word of Isaiah chapter 53 and 6, that he was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquity. And the chastisement of his peace was upon me, of, of my peace was upon him. And with his stripes, I am healed. She had the revelation that Isaiah released that Jesus is a healer. And she held on to that through the generations. We know she wasn't born during Isaiah's time, but when she was born, she held on, on to it through the generations, knowing that her healing would eventually come. She didn't have yet have Acts 10, chapter, uh, chapter 10, verse 34, that God is no respecter of person, but she did believe that what God had done for others, he could do for her. All who call on Jesus, let me read it like I like it said, that God is no respecter of person, but she believed what God had done for one, he could do for all, and he certainly will do. God had already performed miracles in the Bible as the one with the issue of blood, as she was going through what she went through. He had already healed the man with the withered hand. He had already raised the dead. He had already spoke to demons so that, that uh, individuals could be free from demonic oppression. He had already um, healed leprosy. He had already performed the healings and the miracles. And the woman with the issue of blood, she caught wind of this and she remained open. If God could do it for them, certainly he can do it for me. It's been 12 years for me. Maybe it was six months for them or three weeks for them. But regardless of how long the infirmity, regardless of how long the condition, Jesus' healing power can freely flow through me and heal this condition that I am experiencing. Hallelujah. She recognized 2 Corinthians 4 and 17, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The New Living Translation says, for our present troubles are small and won't last very long, yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. We can be encouraged in Romans chapter 5 verse 3. When we can rejoice too, when we run into problems and trials, this is the New Living Translation, for we know that they help us develop endurance. Those trials, those tests help us develop endurance and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confidence confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. So hold on you all just a little while long, longer. Have just a little while longer. Your Remain open just a little while longer because your change is coming. Hallelujah. Your deliverance is coming. Hallelujah. Your um, salvation is coming. Hallelujah. God setting you free. It is coming. Just hold on. Hold on. 
hold on just a little while longer. Remain open. Don't close yourself up because it has been, because you feel like Jesus is taking too long. Yes, I know. I understand. Sometimes God does take a long time to answer our prayers. Sometimes God does take a long time to heal us. Sometimes God takes a long time to deliver us. Sometimes God takes a long time to speak the word that we are petitioning to release to us. Sometimes it takes a long time, but have faith, you all. Stay in peace. Stay in. Uh, stay open. Stay in hope. God will send the answer that you need. God will send the healing, the deliverance that you need. So remain open. That light affliction, those small troubles, it seems insurmountable at the moment, but God will see you through and make it seem as if that thing didn't take us on. <laughs> <laughs> to make it seem like the healing didn't take as long as it did. It is putting me in the mind of a mother. When a mother has a baby, their tribulation, their travail is so extensive and so hard to the point that they are in a moment of uh, in a moment between life and death when women um are birthing babies or they are in a moment of life and death and i've heard mothers say that even though the travail can be long like hours like hours long um sometime a day or two long and that pain is excruciating once that baby is released from their womb and they are holding that baby in their arms, the pain that they experience is oftentimes forgotten because of the joy that that is laying before them. So our suffering, man, it seems like it's going to go on like the Energizer buddy, Bunny. Seems like it'll go on and on and on and on. But I promise you, when your victory comes, that, that um, situation that you were dealing with, that oppression that you were dealing with, that condition that you're dealing with, you won't even think about it anymore because you will be so um, happy and joyful experiencing the victory that God has released that you won't even think about it. So stay in hope and stay open that your change is coming. Your deliverance is on the way. So the P in hopeful is patient. A patient is a person who is under medical care or treatment, and being patient is bearing provocation, annoyance, misfortune, delay, hardship, pain, etc., with fortitude and calm, without complaint, and I'm going to add without much complaint, anger, or the like. It also means to quietly and steadily persevere, especially in exactness. Like whatever you are being patient for, whatever you are hoping for, remaining focused on that one thing, kind of like having tunnel vision on that one thing. So there is not extensive information about medicines in the Bible. Um, we do have Luke 10 and 34, where the Good Samaritan poured olive oil and wine um, into the womb of the man who was going from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he was assaulted, he was beat down, he was left for dead. So we have that treatment that the Good Samaritan used with him, but we don't have a lot of other um, information about medicines or treatment that was used in the Bible. So we are unclear of what treatments the doctors gave to the woman with the issue of blood. We just know they didn't really help her, that they made her condition worse, you know. 
Um, and sometimes, and, and let me say this, they could have prescribed her the herb borage to help with any depression she may have been experiencing. They could have possibly given her some tarragon or prescribed tarragon to help her sleep at night. Either way, we know that the woman with the issue of blood, she was patiently waiting for her healing to come. And you all, I can just imagine her as she went to each of these doctors, how she patiently sat in the waiting room, how she patiently waited as the, as the doctor checked her out, how she patiently waiting as she took the prescription so that she can do exactly what the doctor prescribed her to do. And think about the fact that she went time and time and time and time again, and how patient she was with each treatment that they gave her. And as she tried the treatment, how patient she was seeing if the treatment was going to work or not. Oh, like, can you imagine? I think about even um, pa uh, cancer patients, how they uh, sometimes try different treatments to see what's going to work for that particular um, cancer or that particular level of cancer, like depending on if it's very aggressive or, it's, or if it's in a milder state. You know, that patient is waiting for the diagnosis to come about, waiting for the treatment to come about and then sitting and waiting for the treatment to actually do the work that it's supposed to do. And so the woman with the issue of blood, she patiently waited in these doctor doctor offices for the prescription that they was going that they would give to her. And again, we know that it was to none avail, that the treatments were to none avail. But I have to believe that the woman with the issue of blood Again, understood the prophet Isaiah when he said in Isaiah 40, 40 and 3, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. This is a new living translation. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. I believe that she understood what Jeremiah said in chapter 30 and verse 7. But I will restore you to health and heal your wounds, declares the Lord. I believe she took hold to Psalm 30 verses 2 and 3. Oh Lord, my God. I cried to you for help and you restored my health. You brought me up from the grave, O Lord. You kept me from falling into the pit of death. I believe that the woman with the issue of blood believed that if God could do this for the children of Israel, if God could do this for David, then surely he can do it for me. Surely I am that I am could do this for me. And so she continued to be patient with every doctor she visited, with every treatment that they gave her, with every uh, time it spent to see if the treatment would work, she was patient. Now you all, and, and like I told you earlier in the broadcast, I was the woman with the issue of blood and I did wait patiently as um, the doctors were deciding what was best for me. Um, and then we, I did have a medication that worked pretty well until I made the decision of what was next for, for my healing. And, and I, whew, whew, I thank God for the patient, for the doctor that I finally ended up with being patient with me. Cause I had a lot of questions like the woman with the issue of blood. I'm sure she had questions like, 
if two doctors prescribe the same treatment, she's like, I tried this last time. Like, what's going to be different this time? Like, how is this treatment going to help me this time? And so I thank God for her patience. I thank God for my patience because my healing did come, y'all. And I'm totally healed, just like the woman with the issue of blood. Now, I wanted God to supernaturally heal me like he did with the woman with the issue of blood. I'm like, God, me and her have the same condition. I want me a supernatural healing too. But God used modern medicine to heal me. And I thank God for her patience. I thank God for my patience and I'm praying and encouraging you to be patient in your healing. Be patient with the doctors as they are diagnosing you. Be patient with the treatments that they are using to help you. And even if a treatment isn't working, isn't working, you have the authority to ask that, to let that doctor know this is not working for me. Can we try something else? You have the authority to get a second opinion or a third opinion or a fourth opinion that, that if that is needed so that you can be healthy and whole. But I would encourage us, even as we're going through even as we're suffering, even as we're going through trials and tests, for us to be patient with God as he is working it out for our good, as he is cleaning us up, as he is getting out the negativity and out the, the sin and out of us every thing that we you know that attached to us in that time in that in that time of our condition i pray that we will be patient as we are waiting for god to do the work that we believe that he is going to do within us so be patient if you can <laughs> and i say if you can because let's just keep it real let's just keep it real we understand what the word of god says and we do believe what the word of god says but sometimes you all it really is hard to wait on god sometimes it's really hard to be patient because we never know when god is going to send the answer it could be today it could be tomorrow it could be 10 weeks it could be 10 years we're never quite sure when god is going to be going to send the answer you know hope deferred makes the heart sick the bible says um the Bible also says <laughs> that again, this light affliction, but but which is but for a moment, worketh in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. When you come on the other side of this test and trial, the glory of the Lord is going to be so strong and so real and so bright in your life that you're not even going to think about the test that you went through to get to the glory that is before you. You're not even going to think about the trial that you went through to get to the glory that is before you. You're not even going to think about the suffering that you went through to get to the victory that is before you. So even though it does get tough, it does get trying, it does get very hard to wait on God, wait on him. Be of good courage. He will strengthen your heart. So let's think about how should we wait? <laughs> We cannot wait on our healing. We cannot wait on our deliverance. We cannot wait on our change to come mumbling, grumbling, complaining, throwing a hissy fit, throwing a tantrum. Yes, adults throw tantrums. We can't wait pouting, 
We must wait with a praise on our lips and rejoicing in our heart. Hallelujah. We should wait with a thankful heart, with a worshiping heart, with a heart of praise. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 19 through 20 says, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst ourselves and making music to the Lord in our hearts and giving thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Psalm 98 and 4 says, make a joyful noise unto the Lord all the earth. Make a loud noise and rejoice and sing praise. Will you be willing to put a praise on it when you are going through, when you are suffering, when your condition is dire? Will you be willing to wait with a patient heart, with a praising heart, with a worshiping heart? Y'all, that praise, that worship will change your atmosphere. Atmosphere. You may be feeling down, discouraged, downtrodden, disheartened, but when you open your mouth to praise the Lord, when you run around your house or, you know, your living room, sometimes on the job, yes, I have ran on my job before, praise God from whom my blessings flow. When we release the praise, it will change our atmosphere. It may not change the condition, but it'll change our atmosphere and it will change our heart. It will change our mindset. It will change us. So we still might be suffering. We still might be going through. We still might be dealing with cancer or whatever it is, but when we praise hallelujah, it will change our perspective. It will remind us that God will see me through, that God truly is working this thing out for my good, that God is truly fighting for me, that God is truly working on my behalf, but we got to put a praise on it, y'all. We have to keep a thankful heart, even when we are going through and all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So be mindful about the state of your heart, the state of your mind, the state of your thoughts in the wait. Be prayerful, be worshiping, be praising, and be thankful as you're waiting on God to see you through. Sometimes when we praise God in the midst of what we're going through, sometimes, I don't know about you, but I have recognized when I'm thankful and when I'm praising God in the midst of going through, sometimes God sends the answer a little bit quicker. Sometimes God sends the deliverance and the healing a little bit quicker. Hallelujah. Because sometimes our trials and tests come just so God can see how we are going to do it. Like, how are we going to make it through? What is going to be our attitude? Are we going to have a negative attitude? Are we going to have a snooty attitude? Are we going to have a pouting attitude or a mad attitude? Or are we going to have an attitude of gratitude? Are we going to have an attitude of thankfulness, an attitude of praise God? Like, God, I'm suffering, but I know you got me, so I'm going to praise my way through. I'm going to praise my way to victory. I'm going to shout my way to victory. I'm going to dance my way to victory. I'm going to run my way to victory. So be patient. <laughs> and even as you wait in, again, put a praise on it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The E in our hopeful is evolving. If we look in the Latin word of evolve, the Latin root, evolve means to unroll, open, unfold, to come forth gradually into being, to develop, to gradually change one's opinions or beliefs. I believe 
that as a woman with the issue of blood, as she went from doctor to doctor and tried treatment to treatment to treatment, I believe that she evolved. Now, last night I mentioned try and try again. If you don't get it this time, keep trying. You'll eventually get it. Just like a baby starting to walk those chunky legs, chunky fat legs that you just want to squeeze, they wobbly. They're wobbly. They're unstable. The baby is unsure. First, they keep pulling up, testing out those legs to see when those legs are going to get stable. They hold on to things. They hold on to the table. They hold on to the chair. They hold on to their little um, push toy because they're not quite sure if these legs are going to stay strong and sturdy enough for me to walk. So they keep pulling up. They keep using some support and help. And so finally, they let go of the table. They let go of the couch. They let go of the push toy. They even let go of your hand. And they begin to walk on their own. They take that first step and begin to walk on their own. There's this evolution excuse me, that takes place in that moment, in those moments of learning how to walk, trying to stand up first, and then learning to walk. And I believe this same process, similar process of evolving, happened with a woman with the issue of blood. I believe that with each doctor visit, which with each medicine or remedy that she tried, that the woman with the issue of blood evolved in her heart. I believe she evolved in her thought process concerning her condition and concerning her healing. You see, each day she woke up, like I said earlier, each day she woke up, she believed that this would be the day that her blood flow would dry up. This is why I believe she continued to seek treatment. She continued to seek those doctors. She continued to try the treatment. The doctor said I should do this. She did it. It didn't work. She began to adjust. She went back to the next doctor. She did what they asked her to do. It didn't work, so she made an adjustment. She went to the next doctor, did what they said, didn't work, and so she made an adjustment. This doctor gave this diagnosis and treatment, but it's still not working. So let me adjust once again. So as a woman with the issue of blood was doing all, making all these adjustments to all these doctors and all these treatments, and hit. I believe that as she was, let me let me read it how I wrote it. As the woman with the issue of blood was adjusting to all these doctors and all these treatments, she was hearing about the accounts of the miracles that Jesus was performing in Bethsaida and Capernaum and Cana and Genesaret. She was hearing about the man with the withered hand that was being healed, the legion that came out of the man and went into the pigs and, and, and you know, did their thing. Um, she heard about Jesus healing the leopard. She heard about Jesus raising the dead. Like as she was suffering and going through all these treatments, she's hearing about this man named Jesus and hearing about all the miracles that he was performing for, for individuals. And she's trying these treatments She's hearing about Jesus. Hallelujah. And she's trying these treatments and she's hearing about Jesus. Hallelujah. She's trying these treatments and she's hearing about Jesus. And I believe the woman with the issue of blood 
said with her experience, even though her experience lacked adequate treatment, let me read it how I wrote it. The woman with the issue of blood, her experience with the lack of adequate treatment coupled with her faith began to stir up within her an evolution that Jesus could change my life. He can cause me to evolve because he did it for somebody else. I can experience this evolution of going from treatment after treatment, um, sickness after sickness, treatment after treatment, nothing happening to the evolution that I can be healed. I can meet the man named Jesus and I can be healed. And Jesus performing all these miracles uh, incited a, a an evolution within the woman with the issue of blood. And I believe that her evolution turned into a revolution. Hallelujah. I believe it turned into a revolution. I begin. She, I believe she began to evolve from that sickness to hearing the miracles, evolving into a revolution that God can heal me, that God can deliver me, that God can set me free from this blood flow. Let me give you the definition of revolution. Revolution is an overthrow and thorough replacement of an established government or political system by the people govern. Now, government does have many definitions, including direction, control, management, and rule. I believe that the woman with the issue of blood overthrew the management of medical professionals and replaced their direction and rule with her faith in Jesus healing power. You all, sometimes we are not going to get our breakthrough until we overthrow the systems that we have allowed to rule over us. The system of what goes on in this house stays in this house. What we don't go to therapy, we have word and prayer, overthrowing the system of children are meant to be seen and not heard, overthrowing the system of generational curses, overthrowing the system of lack and poverty, overthrowing the system that all the women in my family had a child out of wedlock, like wedlock, overthrowing the systems of fear and anxiety, overthrowing the system of insecurity, overthrowing the system of gluttony. The systems need to change, overthrowing depression. Now, let me throw, throw that on in there overthrowing the system of depression, the system that we've always, or the system that we've always used or that has always been prevalent in our lives, this way of doing things is not the way it always has to be. Those systems need to be brought down. A change needs to occur. Just because that tradition has always been does not mean it needs to be moving forward. Hallelujah. The system that we've always done it this way and we not, we're not going to change, the traditions of man, like I just said, they need to come down. Hallelujah. You can agree with me? or not, but they need to come down. Those traditions, those systems need to be utterly broken and destroyed. And we need to beat them down two more feet to make sure that they are never resurrected again. Sometimes you got to overthrow the government in your family, the government in your mind so that you can be free. The woman with the issue of blood went from her experiences to an evolution, to a revolution. And she came to the realization, y'all can't nobody do this thing for me but Jesus. My mama can't do it. My daddy can't do it. My spouse can't do it. The doctors can't do it. My money can't do it. My education can't do it. This thing here can only be done. This miracle can only be wrought by Jesus. 
So let me get to him. And y'all, some things, as the Bible says, only come out, but by prayer and fasting, there are some conditions that we experience in life that only Jesus can heal us from. Only he can provide the deliverance and the healing and the help that we need. I'm thinking in particular about mental illness. You know, med there are, you know, several medications on the market for schizophrenia and for other mental illnesses and patients take their medication. I do know people right now who take, take medication for mental um, instabilities and it's okay, you know, take your medication if that's what you need to do. But if you want a total transformation in your mental state, seek Jesus. Jesus can totally transform your mind and heal you from the schizophrenia, from the bipolarism, from the multiple personality disorders, from any other mental illness you might be experiencing in this moment, God can give you a total transformation. He can give you a total healing if you will surrender your life to him, if you will surrender your heart to him. He can give you that evolution <laughs> and that revolution that that medicine will no longer be the government, will no longer be the authority that rules you. Those doctors will no longer be the authority that rules you, but Jesus Christ Jesus will be the authority that rules over you in total healing and in total deliverance. So overthrow those systems that you need to overthrow. Overthrow those traditions that need to be overthrown. Some traditions are good, but the traditions that are keeping you in bondage, they need to go. I'm even thinking um, about abusive situations. There are traditions that happen within that abusive situation where that man or that woman, but it's mostly men who abuse, that man has, has controlled your mind and your actions. They have dictated your life to um, dictated your life to you, that system needs to be overthrown. That system needs to come down. Whatever systems have you hard-pressed, have you oppressed, have you depressed, it needs to come down. It needs to come down. Well, how do I get it down? Fast and pray. Pray. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. Pulling, pulling. God has given a spiritual weapon to the pulling down of strongholds. You can get rid of that stronghold again through prayer, through prayer and fasting, through declaring the word of the Lord. Sometimes you may have to call on your pastor or elders or deliverance ministers to help you through that. That's okay. Sometimes, like I mentioned last night, you might have to go to go go to a licensed healthcare professional to help you navigate through that mental illness or through that. Um, past hurt or past pain or through that condition, that's okay. Seek the help that you need. Pray fast, but seek medical help, licensed medical help, if that's what you need as well, okay? Let that revolution take place in your life so that strongholds come down, so that generational curses are broken, so that systems are broken off of your life, so that you can walk in the total freedom of healing, the total freedom and total healing, total deliverance, total, um, what I want to say, um, total of God setting you free, walk in the total, the wholeness of God delivering you, healing you and setting you free. Amen. Amen. Let's keep on moving. F is faith. 
um, Mark chapter 5, verse 34, and Luke chapter 8, verse 48. Jesus declares to the woman with the issue, when she touches the hem of his garment, Jesus declares to her, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. You are healed. That point with the woman with the issue of blood, when her experience caused that evolution that led to her revolution, it brought about a moment of like, ex, not, not extreme faith, but explosive faith. And that faith coupled, or that faith pushed her forward, coupled with her touching the hem of Jesus' garment, she was made whole. She said, I don't need to talk to Jesus. I don't need Jesus to talk to me. I don't need Jesus to lay hands on me. All I need to do is just touch the fringe of his robe, touch his, just his clothes, and I will be made whole. Y'all, in, in order for us to experience our revolution, in order for us to experience our healing, we have to reach for Jesus. Jesus is not going to force himself on us. Jesus sees us. He sees our hearts. He sees our condition. He sees our sickness. He sees our sufferings. He sees our pain. And while God wants to come to us and wants to rescue us, he's not going to force himself on us. So I would encourage us to reach out to Jesus. Hallelujah. Reach out to him through his word. Reach out to him through prayer. Reach out to him through worship. Reach out to him and watch God work on your behalf. Watch God heal you. Watch God deliver you. Watch God make you whole. Watch God take the broken pieces of your heart and mend them back together again and make something beautiful. Reach out to God, hallelujah, so that you can receive the deliverance that you need. The woman with the issue of blood, she touched the hem of his garment and she was instantly made whole. Her blood flow that was flowing for 12 years, it instantly dried up and she was made whole. Now, sometimes our healing and our deliverance is not going to come instantaneously. Sometimes it's going to take time. Sometimes it's a process for our healing to come about. Sometimes it's a process for us to be cleansed from sin and be made new in Christ Jesus. But be patient. Stick with it. Hang on in there as God is working the process in you because total transformation, total healing, total wholeness is on the way. It's coming. It's coming. Let me read to you. Um, we're talking about faith. So Hebrews 11 and 1, you all know what it says. You can recite it with me. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the New Living Translation, it says faith is, faith is the substance of what we believe and hope for Ooh, I didn't write the rest of it, so it's okay. I didn't write the rest of it down. Hope for what we are believing for. I'm going to say, I'm just going to paraphrase it. The Amplified Version says that, that, that faith is a title deed to what we are believing God for. Whatever you are believing God for, whatever you are experiencing right now and you need some relief, 
have faith, trust God, have that unwavering reliance that God is going to perform the miracle that you need, that God is going to provide the transformation that you need, that God is going to provide the deliverance that you need. Have that unwavering reliance, <clears throat> that unwavering dependence that God is going to see you through. Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those of us who come to him, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder for those or to those that diligently seek him. Faith is such a powerful weapon against the enemy when he brings doubt, disbelief, discouragement to us apply your faith, speak the word of God, whatever promise God gave to you, speak that, whatever scripture that God led you to, speak that, whatever revelation that God has given you directly from his heart to your heart, speak that, so that doubt and discouragement will not hinder you from experiencing what God has for you in way of your healing and your deliverance. Because y'all sometimes, like I said earlier, when we're waiting for God to do something, sometimes it could be some of the most discouraging and dark times in our lives. But again, have faith, trust God, rely on him, know that whatever promise, whatever the word says, whatever promise that God spoke to you directly, he is going to fulfill it. He is going to see it come to pass. His word will not return into him void. He is going to do for you exactly what he says he's going to do. So have faith. Have faith, have faith, have faith. Know that God that God is, I am that I am. Whatever you need God to be in those moments, in, those, in that process of your healing and deliverance, whoever you need God to be, whatever you need God to be, he will be that. Healer, savior, deliverer, strong tower, peace, friend, comforter, strength, joy, lover of your soul, whatever you need him to be as you're waiting for your change to come, as you're navigating through your healing and your deliverance, Jesus will be that for you. God will be that for you. Just hold on y'all hold on hold on to your faith i'm almost done i'm at our u and then i'm going to get to our l u is unique sometimes we think our issues our trials our tests are unique to us but i guarantee you that somebody in your family somebody in your inner circle somebody at your church at your ministry on your job in the grocery store at target wherever you're going somebody is going through what you are going through or have been <clears throat> through what you are going through or will eventually go through what you are going through. So don't let the enemy isolate you. Don't let the enemy have you feeling like you are alone in this. You are not alone. You are never alone. God has never left you. He has never forsaken you. Even when you feel like God is not there, God is there. His angels are there. His power is there. His presence is there seeing you through, um, keeping you from committing suicide, keeping you from knocking somebody out, keeping you from um, doing something that you may not want to do or that you might regret later. His power and his presence is right there with you. So again, don't let the enemy isolate you. Don't let the enemy 
make you think that you are being uniquely punished. Like God is like you're having a Job experience where God is is sending the enemy to punish you with no relief in sight. Don't let the enemy have you thinking that God is not working this out for your good or that God is is not for you. Trust God's word, trust God's promises and know that your that this situation is not unique to you. Others have suffered, others are suffering, others will suffer. Proverbs eleven fourteen says, where no counsel is, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 24, 6b says, and in multitude of counselors, there is safety. So sometimes when we're going through and the enemy tries to isolate us, go, go to somebody, like go to your spouse, go to your best friend, go to your pastor, go to your coworker, whoever you feel like you can trust to talk this thing through. Again, licensed professional health therapist, counselor, psychologist, psychiatrist, whoever you think that you need to talk to, to help you through what you're going through, release that. I'm not going to say release the burden because we cast our care and burdens on the Lord, but release how you are feeling to that individual person in hopes that they can comfort you, in hopes that they can give you wisdom, in hope that they can give you encouragement. Sometimes you may not even need anybody to speak. Sometimes you just need somebody to just hold your hand. Sometimes you just need someone to give you a hug. Sometimes you need somebody just to be there to listen. But speak, like let 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 whatever you're going through flow out of your mouth. Don't hold it. Don't keep it to yourself. Don't suffer alone. Don't suffer in silence. God has put people in your in your path, in your life, in your inner circle to support you, to encourage you, to build you up, to listen to you, to pray for you, to undergird you, to intercede for you. So release whatever it is that you are feeling or that you're dealing with so that you can get the help that you need from the person that's close to you and again from a licensed healthcare professional if that's what you need, all right? We're to the last of this word. We are at our L. I believe that the woman with the issue of blood, I believe that she, after she was healed, after she um, experienced total deliverance, total healing, I believe she experienced a transformation and I believe that her life went from surviving to thriving. I believe that she started living her best life. <laughs> I'm living my best life. I believe that she started living her best life after Jesus healed her from this infirmity. I believe even that she experienced a name change from a woman with the issue of blood to an evolved woman, to a revolutionized woman, to a healed woman. <laughs> As a young people say lit, I believe she started living a lit life. She started living her life to the fullness. She began to live out John 3 and 2, I wish above all that, they may, that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. So be encouraged in the life of the woman with the issue of blood that she had hope, 
that she was open, that she was patient, that she was evolving, that um, she was a woman of faith, that her situation was not unique just to her, and that she began living her best life. I love it when Jesus turns around. Well, first of all, I love it when Jesus says, who touched me? <laughs> I love it when the disciples was disciples shared with him, everybody touched you, like, everybody touching you Jesus like everybody is pressing hard on you so everybody is touching you but Jesus said no mm -mm. somebody intentionally touched me because I felt virtue leaving from me and then the the woman with the issue of blood you know she was afraid to come forward because she recognized I'm first of all I shouldn't be here because with this flow of blood I'm I am ceremonially unclean I'm not even supposed to be around people more or less around all of these people she understood that she should not have touched Jesus at all because touching Jesus automatically, according to Levitical law, automatically made him unclean. But she was not worried about the systems <laughs> that were set up. She was not worried about the Leviticus law. She was not worried about traditions. All the woman with the issue of blood was concerned about was her healing. And she knew Jesus was the one because again, she had already heard testimony of Jesus healing power. And she understood that if I may but touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Tap into God, y'all. Tap into God's healing power. Tap into God's healing virtue. Get all that you need from God through his word. Get all that you need by studying God's word. Get all that you need by having um, open communication between you and God through prayer. Get all that you need by supping with God, by sitting with him through in praise and in worship. Tap into the fullness of God. Get everything that you need. Use God up so that you can get everything that you need to walk in the fullness of who God has called you to walk in and walking in the destiny that God has set before you. God, when we get to heaven, God should say to us, man, you took everything out of me because we tap in so strongly, because we tap in so hard, because as the song says, my my soul, and as the psalm says, my soul follow hard after thee. Get everything that you need from God. It is there for the asking. It is there for the taking. Your healing is there for the taking. Your deliverance, your the strength that you need, the hope that you need, the peace that you need, the joy that you need. It is there for the asking. All you have to do is reach out to God. Reach out to Jesus. As a woman with the issue of blood, reach out to him. Reach out to him and get whatever it is that you need from God. Again, he is I am that I am. Everything you need him to be, he is. So reach out. Tap in. Get everything that you need from God to be whole, to be complete, to be healed. Hallelujah. In Jesus name, have hope because God will see you through. God will transition you 
from surviving to thriving, but you have to hold on, hang in there, don't give up, don't give, don't throw in the towel because God will see you through. Amen. Amen. That is the word of the Lord. I know I stumbled a little bit through this teaching, not quite sure why, but I thank God for his blessings. I thank God for being able to articulate what I needed to say and enunciate. <laughs> in your understanding and in your hearing. And I pray that there was something that I said that encouraged you, that strengthened you, that gave you some greater insight and revelation so that God, so that you know that God will see you through, so that you know that God will um, revolutionize your life, so that you will know that God can heal you, that God can deliver you, that God can save you and God can set you free. Look, you know, I didn't pray the sinner's prayer last night, but if you are listening right now, if you are under the sound of my voice and you want to be saved, pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, I believe that I am a sinner. I believe that Jesus is your son and that he died on the cross to save me from my sins. I pray that you will save me right now, Jesus. I pray that you will come into my heart and live with me forever. Save me, Jesus. Cleanse me, Jesus, and make me whole and fill me with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer of salvation, I believe that you are saved. I encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 1 so that you can hear see and read what the Lord is saying about you and then branch out to, you know, to the gospels and to other parts of God's word as the Holy Spirit is leading you. Find a church that is teaching the word of God. Find a church where you feel safe, where you feel the presence of the Lord, where you feel God is speaking and God is moving and they are sensitive to the anointing of God and sensitive to the, to the spirit of God and where the man of God or the woman of God is preaching the word of God and not their own word. Find a church, a ministry that you can be planted in and grow in. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And pray. Your prayers don't have to be long, but pray and ask God to teach you how to pray. Ask God to give you revelation and insight into his word so that you will understand it. You may have to get you a different version of the Bible. I love the King James Version, but I also love the New Living Translation because especially reading it in the Old Testament because it reads like a story. Get you a Bible that you can understand. You know, you can get your King James, get you several versions of the Bible if you want to. Amplified version, NIV or some good um, translations of the Bible. Whatever translation helps you to understand God's word, you know, get that translation so that you can study God's word and so that you can know God's heart, know God's thought, go know God's thoughts and know God's mind and intentions towards you. Amen. Amen. Look, y'all, I am done. I would like to invite you to join me again tomorrow night at 7 p.m. for our last night of our weekly services for the pocketbook exchange if you are a lady and you want to join us on saturday our saturday sessions begin at 10 15 a.m at the perry memorial library in henderson north carolina <coughs> registration <coughs> excuse me registration is absolutely free but I do encourage you to register so that we can prepare for you. If you don't register before Saturday, yes, you can register on site. Um, but if you want to know about the workshops that are available, go on Be Free Ministries 
nc.org website. You can see the sessions that we have, the workshops that we have available, and the schedule of events for that day. All right. Look, y'all, thank you again for joining me. There is power in presence. So I appreciate your presence live, and I appreciate you listening to the rebroadcast. Look, have a wonderful day tomorrow. Stay in faith. Stay in hope. Know that God is going to see you through. Know that God is working all things out for the good of them that love the Lord and the called according to his purpose. God is with you. He is an ever-present help. His presence is with you. Even if he doesn't feel like God is there, God is right there with you. He has never left you. He has never forsaken you and he never will. So trust him, have hope, believe that he will do what he says he's going to do. Amen. Amen. You all be blessed. In addition to going live on my YouTube channel at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays, I also go live at 10 p.m. on my podcasting channels, including Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Blessings.